world. Good day, good day, or good evening, or good morning, or good night. Whatever time it is there where you are and wherever you are, I want to thank you for taking this time to be with me here at the kitchen table. Yes, this is Arctic Eric, and you have found Fika with Arctic Eric. Okay, we're going to look here now out of the New Living Translation at Romans chapter 8. Now, uh, I don't know how long we'll be looking at chapter 8, but uh, let's begin today with verse 1. So now, that's right now, so now there is no condemnation for those who belong to Christ Jesus. Right now, faith in God, trusting Jesus, is always a right now proposition. He is in the now, and he will help us to live in the now. Because now there is no condemnation for anyone who belongs to Jesus Christ, and that includes you. Everyone who's capitulated, everyone who's turned away from sin and death and has turned to God and embraced Jesus Christ by faith, then they belong to Jesus Christ. Now, sometimes there's confusion about what is condemnation versus conviction. And let's see if we can't look at that. Condemnation are thoughts that come or words that are spoken that condemn you as a person. As Christians do have the Holy Spirit and he will convict us. That's right. He'll convict us of things that we have done that we shouldn't have done, or things that we should have done we did not, thoughts and attitudes that are not in line with God's best. He'll convict us. Why does he convict us? So that we'll stop and take a moment, ask for forgiveness, repent from those thoughts or actions or lack of activity or action, and cry out to the Lord and say, Jesus, not only forgive me, but Jesus, help me through the empowering person of that indwelling Holy Spirit to do what pleases you and to not do what displeases you. He'll help you. If we're willing, he will do it. So right now, there's no condemnation for those who belong to Christ Jesus. And you say, but, but Eric, I feel condemned. Well, it isn't about what you feel. That's a subjective thing. I realize it's real to you. But in a way, it's an illusion when compared to the objective Word of God. We choose to believe the Word of God, not our feelings. We choose to submit those feelings to the personage of the Lord Jesus Christ, that our feelings might conform with His Word. And He says, right now, there's no condemnation. So we say, yes, Jesus, you say the truth here in Scripture. Paul penned these words under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. And Jesus, you're telling me I'm not condemned. I choose to believe that. Feelings, you need to understand that the Word of God is life and truth. And I want the Word of God to be real in me and through me right now. Verse 2. And because you belong to him, 
because you've capitulated, because you've surrendered, because you've put your whole trust in him alone, the power of the life-giving spirit, that's the Holy Spirit, he has freed you from the power of sin that leads to death. That's right. The Spirit is a person, but he is a person with power. Resurrection power. The same power that raised Christ Jesus from the dead lives in you because you belong to Jesus Christ. And he not only began a good work in you when you capitulated and you got saved, but he wants to continue a transformation in your life. You have been translated from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of his dear son. And the power of sin that leads to death is broken in your life as you allow the person of the Holy Spirit to lead you. Verse 3, the law of Moses was unable to save us because of the weaknesses of our sinful nature. Listen, keeping the law will never save you. Never, ever, ever. And if you are saved, keeping the law isn't going to make you a better Christian. When Christ set you free, when you became his, when the life-giving spirit moved into you, you became a 100% child of God. You are seated in Christ, and he's seated at the right hand of the Father. That is your position. You can't improve that. He did it. He did what was necessary. Our old sinful nature can't do it. So God had to do what the law could not do, and that's true every day of our life. God, by his Spirit, has to do in and through us what the law could not do because of the weakness of our flesh. But we're not living through our own power and own strength and own ability. No, we are living by the grace of God. That's his power, his strength, and his ability for every believer. So he sent his own son in a body like the bodies we sinners have. And in that body, God declared for you and for me, an end to sin's control over us by giving his Son as a sacrifice for our sins. I often think about the scripture where John the Baptist says, Look, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Look, the Lamb of God who takes away your sin and the power of sin over your life. Listen, sin doesn't rule and reign in you if the Holy Spirit is allowed to rule and reign in you. If the King Christ is ruling and reigning in you, his domain, then his kingdom, his rulership, is occurring in your life in an ever-increasing way. God did this so that the just requirement of the law would be fully satisfied for us, who no longer follow our sinful nature, but instead follow the Spirit. That's verse 4. He did this to satisfy the need of the law. He did what we could not do. At the right time, Christ died for the ungodly. We who no longer follow our sinful nature 
but instead follow the Spirit. Listen, this is a lifelong journey and adventure with God. It, it isn't just meeting him and everything's taken care of. No, it's to live not following the old nature, but instead following the Spirit. That's a choice. It's a choice you're free to make. What you going to do? God makes it possible to live this new life. It is not possible for us to live it in fullness in our own strength, in our own power, in our own ability. So that's why he sent the life-giving spirit to free you from the power of sin and death. You say, but Eric, I'm battling sin all the time. I'm battling my flesh all the time. Well, you're going to fail if you're battling it because the battle is the Lord's. He has given you a spirit, a holy spirit, a pure spirit, a righteous spirit. The power that raised Christ from the dead spirit lives in you to crush that that you're willing to allow him to crush. Well, how do I know what God wants to crush? Well, spend time with him in the word and you'll discover that those challenges that you have, that, that in your heart of hearts you know are displeasing to God, that God wants to help defeat them in your life. Yes, you're always going to have the flesh, but you always have the spirit. You always have faith in God based upon scripture to say, I Thank you, Lord, that you began a transformation in my life, and you are completing it, Father. Help me to not help you. Help me to depend upon you, Holy Spirit. Well, I can see we've hit the 10-minute mark, and that's about where I want to cut this off. Well, let's see. We've made it to uh, verse 4 in Romans chapter 8 out of the New Living Bible. I want to thank you again for being here with me at the kitchen table. I certainly look forward to you meeting with me here again on Fika with Arctic Eric. God bless you. Good day. <music>